0: To understand Pentecost in the New Testament we have to understand Pentecost in the Old Testament. Pentecost actually was a feast of the Jews even before we have this day we celebrate today. In the Bible it recounts that in that original Pentecost, the word meaning 50 days, it celebrated what happened after the first Passover 50 days later. At that first Passover, the blood of the Lamb saved the Hebrews and rescued them from death. They left Egypt, they went into the desert, and 50 days later, where did the 12 tribes end up? Mount Sinai, where God gives them a law. Pentecost is a feast about the law. They received this law, these 10 commandments where the finger of God inscribes on tablets of stone how the Hebrews are to live. Maybe you remember a scene from the movie the, the Ten Commandments of that like wispy fire coming and just like lasering into the tablets. Uh, the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. A lot of us have seen that. Moses receives these commandments and God says to the people, if you keep my law, you'll be a kingdom of priests. You'll be a holy nation. And so as the people continue walking towards the promised land, how will they know they belong to God? How will they know that they are His kingdom of priests, His holy nation? By keeping this law that He's given them. Now turn to the New Testament. We celebrate Pentecost with all our beautiful red, all of our images of Pentecostal fire. We celebrate this 50 days after Jesus' Passover where He, the true Lamb, shed His blood for us to rescue us from eternal death. And 50 days later, the 12 apostles, representing the tribal heads and all the disciples, the people of God, are waiting, not on a Mount Sinai, but in the upper room. And they wait for the promise of God. And they do receive a law, they received the law of God as the finger of God, the Holy Spirit, inscribes the new law not on tablets of stone, but actually in their hearts. The prophet Ezekiel foretold this in Ezekiel 36 where God said to the prophet, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh And give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my commandments. It's no longer a law that's written on stone or that's written on pages of a book. It's a law that literally is written into the core of our being, on our hearts. Pentecost is a feast of the law. But Scripture says that the letter of the law brings death, but the Spirit gives life. We know that as human beings, we lust after many things that are not good for us. And God blocks our sinful desires through His law, telling us, you must do this and you must not do this. And sometimes God can seem like an enemy who is hindering my happiness. Why do you have all these rules? Why do you keep me from what I want? But when the finger of God, who is the Holy Spirit, writes the new law upon the heart, something is different. It is entirely changed because the Holy Spirit is himself the new law. The law goes from being a code or a commandment merely to being a person, the third person of the Trinity, who is God's love poured out into our hearts. What's so incredible about this is that not only does God tell us what we should do in this new law, but God now does it with us. God himself acts with our action to do what is good and what is holy. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to desire what is good and what is holy and to carry out what is good and what is holy. Think about this. Jesus had taught about the new law, the law higher than Moses, all throughout the gospel. He had taught his disciples about the Beatitudes. They were new. He taught them about love of enemy that was new. He taught them about how greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends, which he would do on the cross. The disciples heard all these things with their ears. And when the time came when Jesus was arrested and crucified and tortured, they left him. They were weak. They had no power to live out this law of love. But when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, as those tongues of fire, the new law written on their hearts, they are all changed. And they go running into the streets with joy to tell others that Christ is risen, that he has forgiven our sins, and that we should believe in him and trust him. You see, if we live our lives just by the letter of the law, then we're moved to action simply by compulsion or by fear of punishment, right? That would be like Jesus coming to the disciples in the upper room and being like, guys, I have a message for you. Get out there and tell the people, or I'm coming back down there. I'm coming back down there early, and you're not going to be happy. No, they go out joyfully. They go out with energy and power. They are like pining away to share about Jesus. That's the new law. We're drawn to do what is good and holy by attraction, not compulsion, by joy, and not by fear of punishment. Next weekend, we have hospitality. And if one of our young children here comes back here and I show them on a plate a glazed donut, they're going to automatically reach out their hand for that donut. They want that donut. No one's forcing them to eat that donut. They know it's delicious. They know it's good. They're attracted to that. That's how the Holy Spirit works. These kids are talking about donuts now. They're like, where's the donuts at? Where are they? Next week, guys, next week. But this is how God attracts us to doing what is good and holy in our lives. And this Holy Spirit that we're given, he's so gentle, he's so tender. He wants to persuade us to become more like Jesus. He invites us, he attracts us, he magnetizes us. Think about how Jesus begins this Pentecost by breathing on the disciples in the the, uh, gospel today. It says, he breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. Like, what's, what's more gentle than the breath of a person? It just, like, floats down upon them in this gentle love of the Spirit who lifts us up, who energizes us, who makes us want to desire to carry out the works of God, to do what is holy, to do what is good, and to witness to Jesus. So, friends, here's a very practical, important point, is that if you feel like in your faith life it's always just a slog, a slog, If you feel like in following Jesus, it's always just like a bunch of stuff you just got to do and it's like carrying a 100-pound backpack and that's just like a constant thing, you probably need to be renewed in your relationship with God's Holy Spirit. Here's four ways you can do that. First of all, invite the Holy Spirit to come. Every morning, pray this prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, send me the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, send me the Holy Spirit. And he will come because you've invited him. Number two, one of the best ways to be renewed in your relationship with the Holy Spirit is to make a good confession, especially if it's been a long time. One mortal sin will begin to choke the life and breath of the Spirit. and To be able to make that space for the Holy Spirit, to allow him to work again, can be so powerful. So come receive that sacrament. Number three, make time for silence and solitude. In the nine days before Pentecost happened, they were praying together, united, much time and silence. We need silence and solitude to be aware of how the Holy Spirit whispers to us. And I know we have busy lives. I know you have busy jobs. I know you've got kids and grandkids. But friends, if we have time for TV and Netflix, we have time for silence. And if we have time for sports or golf or the gym or traveling, we have time for solitude. We have to choose it. Fourthly and finally, if you want to be renewed in your walk with the Holy Spirit, learn from Jesus who the Spirit is. The Bible talks about God's Spirit all the time. And Jesus speaks about him especially in John chapter 14, 15, and 16 at the Last Supper. Come to know what the scriptures say about the Holy Spirit. And you'll be able to welcome him more easily. And to know as he's nudging us and persuading us and whispering us and saying to us, go here, walk in this way, come to this place, talk to this person, pray right now. You'll come to know, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. I want to listen to him. Be renewed in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is God himself. He is love itself. You received him at your baptism. One final little nugget, friends, is I think it's so beautiful that Pentecost in the Bible is not only a feast of the law, but it's also originally a harvest feast. Fifty days after the first grain they would cut down, They would lift up those first cut stalks of grain and they'd offer them in sacrifice to God. They'd say, thank you for this harvest of food. Thank you for this first harvest. And we look forward to all the rest of the harvest this year that you've provided for us. Well, friends, at that first Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, 3,000 people were baptized into Jesus. They were the first fruits of the harvest of God's righteousness. And now we ourselves have been joined to that harvest. Now we ourselves have also been joined to Christ. And we glorify God and we thank God for including us in this beautiful mystery of his righteousness. Lord, thank you for bringing me to yourself. Thank you for harvesting me in your righteousness. Thank you for choosing me to be a holy priest, a holy saint in your kingdom. This is so amazing and so glorious. This is why today is filled with such festivity. So brothers and sisters, may the Holy Spirit always breathe within us. May we live by him. May we do what he desires, because within us, he is our new law.